Hey, it's the Left Coasters podcast. I'm Dangles. I'm Brian. And I am Tony. And you can find the Left Coasters on Facebook as well as Instagram at the Left Coasters podcast. Always hit us up with your comments and your questions and we will get them on the show. Thank you for listening. Welcome, everyone, to the Left Coasters podcast. It's Thursday, so you know what that means. We're doing the Battle for LA, and we're doing the Weekly Pick'em. We're the three hosts of the Left Coasters podcast. Myself, Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, and Brian the Ballerina Balzarini have been battling, picking every game on the slate, and now it comes down to a three-game difference between all three hosts. It's the rule of three for a reason, folks, and we got a doozy at the end of the show. But first, we got to talk about the Battle for LA section because these two teams for Los Angeles, the reason we do this podcast, which you can find on Facebook, on Instagram, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, you can email us, theleftcoasterspodcast at gmail.com. The reason we do it is because we have two Los Angeles football teams and we are three football nerds that want to root for the new hometown kids, and both of them are very, very very good. Both of them, uh, the Los Angeles Rams, we should pop some champagne. They clinched the NFC West with their victory over the Detroit Lions, and the Los Angeles Chargers had arguably the biggest win of their season, propelling them into a big, big matchup coming up against Kansas City, which we'll get to eventually. But first, let's start the battle for LA section, breaking down the easier of the two wins, which wasn't that easy at all of the Los Angeles Rams. Dangles, what happened to the Rams this past Sunday? Well, they went to Detroit, and they won 30-16 to in front of the crowd at Ford Field. Uh, my mother-in-law was in attendance along with my sister and brother-in-law there no at, way. Uh, at, uh, at, at Ford Field. Yeah, they were. They went to the game, had a had a, had a lovely time. Uh, so Jared Goff single-handedly sinking uh, probably mine and many other uh, fantasy seasons uh, with his middling line of 17 of 33 for 207. He was off One touchdown yeah. and one pick. Not a great day for Jared Jared sacked twice. Uh, uh, 68.6 was a quarterback rating he finished with. Not a, not, not a good day for him. Matthew Stafford, meanwhile, 20 of 33 for 245 yards, a touchdown, and an interception for him. And many bruises. And many, many bruises. Uh, four sacks 30, uh, for 37 yards total uh, lost. Todd Gurley, back to his old ways, 23 times he touched the ball for 132 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt led the way for the Lions, 16. <laughs> carries 61 <laughs> yards. Uh, Theo Riddick also had eight touches for 32 yards. And Zach Zenner got a carry in as well. Didn't yep. even know he Thanks, was still Zach. on the roster. Good for you, Peta. Um, uh, 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 Robert Woods, five catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown. He was the only receiving touchdown for the Rams uh, uh, on Sunday. Four catches, 62 yards uh, for Brandon Cooks. Uh, Todd, uh, Todd Gurley attacked on three catches for 33 yards. Uh, and Tyler Higby and Josh Reynolds each, each hold in 
two. Uh, and my dice roll of Gerald Everett in several of my fantasy leagues did not pan out for me. <laughs> One catch for seven yards. Should have gone with Higby. Uh, uh, Levine Toilolo. This is how you know things are bad when your third string tight end is leading the way for you in catching. Uh, four catches for 90 yards for Levine Toilolo, uh, beating out Kenny Galladay, who caught three balls for 50 yards. Uh, Taylor Decker was the only Lion to find the end zone uh, 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 for the offense. For the, uh, for the he record, had, he's your left tackle. <laughs> yep. Taylor he's Decker left tackle. is the left tackle. That's true. Uh, he had one catch for 11 yards when he checked in as an eligible receiver. So I think the big story of this game was, A, yes, Jared Goff did not play his best, but everyone has an off day. I think the big story of this game was the return of Aqib Tlaib and the ability to hold this Lions offense to 16 points with solid D-line play. Brian, when we were walking into the studio today, you would not stop t- gushing about Aaron Donald. Would you share those thoughts on here? Because he destroyed your O-line. Yeah, and if anybody wants to uh, see what I'm talking about, the NFL Network does a wonderful mashup of every one of his plays, and they are all spectacular. Yeah, uh, You won't find a supporter of the offensive line uh, when it comes to the Detroit Lions in me. I think the offensive line there is pretty uh, subpar. But when uh, there were moments where it was clear Aaron Donald was double teamed, he beat them most times. Yeah. He beat them most times. Yeah. It was staggering to the point where Chris Spielman, uh, my favorite commentator, uh, who is a former Detroit Lion himself, ha- set up just w- with with a with a complete aghast that he's never seen anything like this, and he is his vote for the MVP in the NFL at this very moment. Mm-hmm. Um, he he single handedly won this game for the L.A. Rams. He and played. I, he was dominant. And, and when I tell you single handedly, I am not exaggerating. He might have. He might have single-handedly won this game Matt Stafford could not do a thing and when he could do a thing it was him rubber arming it because he was worried he was about to get crushed uh and 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 Matt Stafford does has a has a tendency to get um trigger happy and and quick feed and 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 real scared when he gets flustered as he should uh and 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 it doesn't it I'll give you a stat line that kind of supports that for third down efficiency the LA Rams were 45 percent the Detroit Lions were 16 percent that's 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 not good third down that that, 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 that was a lot of third down and longs and 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 the running game uh for the oh, lines is not existing all the offensive lines terrible matthew stafford is is he's i mean I, I ragged on cam newton all day sunday matthew stafford's right there he has all the qualities of an mvp but there are times where you look at him and you go why how are you in the nfl yes. how are you doing how are this? you here um, and Aaron Donald, to lead the league in sacks at this point of the season as an interior defensive lineman is mind-boggling. Unheard of. Mind-boggling. Unheard and of. It's, it's true. It's amazing what a big, fat contract will do for you. I know, and it's a. I, thank God they paid him. Imagine if he this was a Le'Veon Bell situation. Just about this to say. guy is ridiculous. Yeah, but I really believe that regardless of whether he had this contract or not, he'd still be performing. I think so, too. Probably so. You know what I mean? Cause he's but it been, doesn't hurt. Yeah, no, but yeah. he's definitely been he's snubbed the last couple of years, and he still penny. manages it. So Worth every penny. I doubt he'll he'll even have a shot winning the MVP because the world loves offense more than they love defense, but he is certainly oh. a, a game changer, as you said. So let's then move on to what the Rams have next. And Aaron Donald, uh, who else is he going to terrorize here, Brian? The Rams for Week 15. Where are we going? We are going to Chicago to play the hot, hot Chicago Bears. (laughs) This is going to be a fun game for a lot of different reasons. Oh, can't wait. And I think Chicago having uh, come from a can't wait. Off a hard loss against the New York Giants and I think them not playing Mitch Trubisky was a signal that they were preparing for this game. Yeah, great. 
Fantastic. Bring them on. Right. Bring them on. I agree. I've seen these Bears. I have seen these Bears play with or without Mitch Trubisky. That Bears defense is very good. Yeah. That Bears offense is more smoke and mirrors than anything I've 100%. ever seen in this in my life. And I and if you expect Mitch Trubisky, listen, Mitch Trubisky is going to make a lot of plays where Aaron Donald rushes him out of the pocket, and Mitch Trubisky might run for 30 yards on one play and show his legs and be like, oh, my God, he's so mobile, he can throw the ball on the run. Mitch Trubisky is going to blow this game for the Chicago Bears. If there was a line in this game, I would bet the Rams right now. I think the Rams are going to beat them by multiple touchdowns. The Rams are so much better than the Bears in every facet of the game. This defense should shut down that offense of the Bears. There should be no room for Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen to operate. They should make Mitch Trubisky. It might break his leg in this game. (laughs) And Jared Goff and Todd Gurley are going to destroy this team. People have to remember the Chicago Bears have the bottom third offense. They have a bottom third Even with Mitch. There's the reason why I called the New York Giants to win and beat the Chicago Bears last week. It's the same reason why I think the Chicago Bears are going to have a problem against the Los Angeles Rams. They are a one-note team. Now, with that being said, with Mitch Trubisky at the helm, healthy, they have to. They are going to have to stop him from running the ball. That yeah, is the only. That is the only way that the Los Angeles Rams have a tough day against the Chicago. Mm-hmm. That is Mitch Trubisky finding his wheels. If they stop him, if they got to spy on him, and they take care of business and keep him, keep him on top, the Los Angeles Rams win this ten out to ten. So again, times. only three games uh, separate the three of us in this pick'em, and these games we're about to pick matter. I am picking the L.A. Rams, Brian, without a doubt. L.A. LA Rams, Rams. Dangles, you are the last man. To talk here. What do you have to say? I'm also picking the Rams, but I don't think that Mitch Trubisky running the ball is the only way that they win this game. I think there's another guy on that offense who could give the Rams a lot of don't trouble, and that's and Tariq that's Cohen. Tariq Cohen. It's absolutely. <laughs> I don't. I don't care, frankly, what you what your your stilted Packers view of Tariq Cohen is. The fact of the matter is that any given Sunday he could come out and tear you up sure. for 150 yards, sure. and that could be against this Rams team. I don't know, but he's just that kind of player. So I think he's an factor I think he's somebody they have to watch out for and if they can and, and and the other the other part of it is is that the offensive line at times this year has allowed Jared Goff to get sacked it didn't happen so much in the first part of the season second part of the season we've been seeing it a little bit more they've got to keep Khalil Mack and that front four out of the backfield Akeem Hicks as well same same thing for him got to keep those guys Sharif Floyd out of the backfield do not allow that's, them to get in there and cause chaos that's probably going to be the best matchup to watch as, yes. a, as a football fan is yes. the Rams O-line which has been playing perfect versus the Chicago D-line. That's going to be a fun, fun game to watch. And on the Tariq Cohen note, I I think teams allow Tariq Cohen to have 150 yards because if that's all the offense they have, they they win the game. So I think Tariq Cohen's good, but there's a million people that do his job better than he does. I just think that— I'd rather have six or seven guys as my third down back over Tariq Cohen. I see his stat line week in and week out, and I just go, why don't they have more points? Oh, that's because teams in in a bad— to just beat a team, they allow one yeah. phase of the team do to do well, and they just let Tariq Cohen. So do. let's move on now to the other team in LA, the team uh, uh, that again won the biggest game of their season this past week. The Los Angeles Chargers now sitting really pretty. They've they've all but clinched that fifth wild card spot, and they have a true chance to steal.
steal the division from Kansas City. That's because of what they did this past Sunday night. Before we get to the Chargers, I want to give a quick tip of the cap. My tip of the cap this week going to Brandon Cooks, who becomes the first player in NFL history mm. to record 3,000-yard receiving Should seasons with three different it's teams. Ridiculous. Oh, and by the way, he also recorded a 1,000-yard receiving season in 2000. So that, that, by the way, would be this year with the Rams, last year with the Patriots, three the year before, years. the year before with the Saints. Oh, and the year before that, 2015, he had 1,000 yards as well, which was his second year in the NFL. To give you a sense of just how good. So of the five years that he's been in the NFL, he has only not topped 1,000 yards in one of them. And That's it, and it was and he was hurt, and it was his rookie season, yeah. and he was injured. And he so was just hurt. to give you some perspective on Brandon Cooks. Okay, now to the Bolts, Chargers, Steelers, Sunday Night Football, unbelievable game. Halftime, I'm almost ready to turn the TV off. I'm yep. like, this is a disaster. The yep. Chargers are. I, I don't know what this team is. They can't get anything together. Austin Eckler stinks. Philip Rivers stinks. What a bummer he the was. The only guy worth anything on this team is Keenan Allen. God. And then. And then, oh, oh, and uh, obviously another tap, uh, tip, tap tip to Russell Okung, who in his intro uh, said he went to Wakanda Tech for his college <laughs> in his Sunday night football oh, intro. I thought I, I heard that. it. I thought I heard it in the broadcast, and I don't have DVR, so I couldn't go back and watch it. But then I saw it in GIF form today on on Twitter a number of times, and I and I was like, I did hear that correctly. Uh, this just in, we just got it across the ticker. Keenan Allen just caught another ball. Oh really? Yep. While I while we were talking, Keenan yep. just cut out the ball. Uh, Chargers, by the way, come back out after the second half and score just unanswered, completely and totally unanswered. Try twenty six unanswered points and win thirty three to thirty in Pittsburgh in front of home Ben. Mm-hmm. And the Pittsburgh and Steelers Field. crowd. Philip Rivers, 26 of 36 for 299 yards and two touchdowns. He was sacked twice. Ben Roethlisberger, 29 of 45 for 281 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. He was sacked once. Uh, coming out party for Justin Jackson from Northwestern. There's a reason this kid was the all-time leading rusher at Northwestern. He showed some moves on Sunday night. Eight carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Put Austin Eckler to shame. He had 13 touches, made 21 yards out of it. That's, That's an average terrible. of a yard and a half a carry. It's terrible. Uh, uh, and then James Conner, of course, had another big day. 15 carries for 60 yards. He found the end zone twice uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it just it wasn't enough. Keenan Allen, 14 catches for 148 yards. Say He's that your, again. 14 catches, 148 yards, yeah. and a touchdown. He is yeah. your leading receiver for the uh, 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 the Los Angeles Chargers. The next guy in line, Austin Eckler, had five catches. The next wide receiver in line, Mike Williams, had three catches. It was it was Keenan Allen or bust it every time. It was Keenan and Allen came or bust. Through. And yes, he did. Uh, and Antonio Brown just absolutely murked on the Chargers secondary. Yeah, he played uh, great. Ten catches for 154 yards. Uh, I think the biggest sequence uh, in this this game game though came uh i believe it was in the uh the third quarter it was a big third down stop followed by the punt return by desmond king huge uh, a huge play and then um did they get did they force a turnover on the ensuing possession if i'm not mistaken I can't remember. Anyway, that was the biggest. That was the turning point for me in the game. Was the big stop on on fourth down there, and then Desmond King returning that punt for a touchdown. That reversed uh, the momentum for me for the Chargers. A, a few things I will say. One is the NFL line judge that it was let a forced the fumble. They got the ball back on a forced fumble. That's yeah. what it was. So the the line judge that let the first touchdown for the Chargers stand, where they threw the ball deep to Travis Benjamin, and our right tackle jumped off sides by a mile. Yet the line just wow. didn't call it. That was really bad. Pitts, Pittsburgh quit on the play because they expected a flag and. The, 
referee didn't call a flag. That sucks for Pittsburgh, and I'm sorry. That should have never happened. But the halftime adjustments that this team made to come out and destroy the Pittsburgh Steelers, they did deserve to win this game. And I will say this, that watching these Chargers now, I mean, I've watched the Chargers all my life, but paying attention to them ever since they moved to L.A., really, and dissecting their every game, this is the game that the Chargers lose, right? Usually. This is the game that they always lose. Due especially to special teams. That's the thing, especially at the end with Phillip Rivers drives all the way down to the to get a field goal. He's fought, he's scratched, he's clawed, he's got a third string running back playing with him, yet he did it. He brought his team back, and then the kid misses the field goal. It happens every time. And the the Steelers went off sides three straight times. We had one, Never seen that happen before. Had one, uh, uh, the first kick, uh, Badgley missed it. They went offsides. The second kick was blocked because they were offsides. The third one, he hit down the middle 10 yards closer. And they were offside on they that one. They were offsides well. again. They were so offside that my fiance, who does not watch football, they're offsides. You can't do that. So uh, <laughs> there is there is stuff coming out of Pittsburgh as well. They're complaining about this. They were saying, and they've showed video about it, that the long snapper for the Chargers uh, spins the ball and flinches his arms before he snaps it. So it, it said that they drew the uh, the Steelers offsides because the Steelers do something that a lot of teams do where the three down linemen there are looking at the ball and everyone else is facing forward and they wait for their D linemen to flinch before they move. Because you'll notice that if you look at the offside stuff, the people on the line didn't move it was the people on the outside the that moved because they saw a flinch and then they're going it was they, Artie, they, they're Bur- Artie Burns going. twice their so, quarterback so they're complaining that the long snapper sort of cheated and got through it and the referees apparently said that he's been doing it all his life doesn't matter what I'm trying to say is how far have the fucking charges come to go to Heinz Field to come back from that much of a deficit to come back after halftime and to win the game on a field goal three tries but you got it is this team for real? Well, yes, yes, absolutely. absolutely. You, you have to because have they grown past their normal out their normal? No, I don't think so. I, in our preseason game, I picked this team into the AFC Championship game. Yeah. I picked them to lose to the Patriots. They were my AFC champ in, in that AFC Championship I'll, game. Yeah. I'll give them a great deal of love for what they did against Denver and then coming back. Because usually, usually it, the old Chargers would 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 lay a stinker because yeah. of what was happening the week before. So kudos on them to bring their best at a game or at least. A minus game to 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 Pittsburgh after losing a very bad game to the Denver and to Broncos. do it without Melvin Gordon that's huge, huge. Well, to do to do what they did to be able to come back out after being down so much and by the way anybody who didn't think that Anthony Lynn could go in and make a halftime adjustment is proven wrong he absolutely did it and I think that's a uh, that that was a signature this is going to be a signature game when you look back at the signature when you talk about it in college basketball signature wins when you're looking at whether a team deserves to be in the uh, tournament in March or not. This is a signature win for the Los Angeles Chargers and for Anthony Lynn in his coaching career because he was down. He went into the locker room. He said, this isn't fucking working. We're going to try something else. And they bring in a new running back and they kept throwing the ball to Keenan Allen and it worked out for him. And let's point out, we, we were just talking about the third down efficiency in the last game. The Pittsburgh Steelers were 30% third down efficiency. The L.A. Chargers, 54%. That's, that's pretty solid. That is a team that is ready and, and capable to win. I mean, when you look at their general stats, their league rankings, ready for this? The Los Angeles Chargers have the fifth-ranked offense, the eighth-ranked defense. They have the eighth-ranked passing offense and the 10th-ranked rushing team. Yep. Those are stat lines that if you put, if you think about it macro level, they are a top 10 team in every yep. major category. Yep. That, my friends, is a winning 
team. And that's why when they play the Kansas City Chiefs, which they are only one game behind, they have a chance to win that game even though it's in Kansas City. Boy, they want that Denver game Because that, that oh, absolutely. But that defense for Kansas City, letting Oakland score 33 points on them, that defense is going to be the Achilles heel of that great offense. Without Kareem Hunt, this, this, this game is more evenly matched than it ever could now, have been before. I, I will say what worried me the most, other than Austin Eckler not being able to run the ball once he's a starter, is that defense did not play well at all, especially in that first no. half. It took a long time for Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram but to he get got to the there. quarterback. They did eventually. I was watching him specifically. He got there eventually because he started getting pressure for the For a team that prides itself in its D-backs and making plays in the secondary, they let Antonio Brown do work on them, yeah. and it was, it was tough to see. Um, so before we move on to the, the next game for the Chargers here, does it worry you at all that at the time of recording we don't know the result of it? But Ken Wisenhunt, the offensive coordinator for the, for the Chargers, has interviewed to become the new head coach at Georgia Tech in uh, college team, obviously. Uh, there's a chance. It always is different every case-by-case basis. But if they ex- he accepts the job and he goes to Georgia Tech, there's a, re- there's a chance he leaves the Chargers now and starts recruiting already for Georgia Tech. Do you think that 10th-ranked, uh, you know, rushing, that 8th-ranked mm-hmm. offensive team, would obviously that would hurt them, correct? It'd be tough for them to lose their OC today. It would. I think it'd be tough for any team to yeah. lose their OC. But I guess I think it. I think it would hurt any team to lose your OC in the middle of the season. However, given the fact that you have such a veteran at the quarterback position who's so familiar with the playbook and the offense that Ken Wisenhunt runs. I don't think it would be too difficult because they're not going. What they're certainly not going to do if he does leave this job is install a new offense in the middle of the season. No, they're of going not. to if, if Wisenhunt no, no, leaves, no, no, yeah. whoever steps into they're that OC role thing. is going to take over Wisenhunt's offense. And if they want to install a new offense, they're going to do it in the off season. So I I I don't have a ton of worries about it because Philip Rivers is such a, a grizzled old vet, and I think he just knows the playbook and he commands that locker room and that that offense so well. And they all just kind of they, I think they're going to trust him to do it and. I mean, hell, he'll probably take over play-calling duties if he has to. He might. Uh, I do have to say that it was announced on Sunday Night Football. They spent a lot of time on it. Phil Rivers expecting his ninth child. Oh, yeah. Ninth child. Dangles, how much money would I have to pay you to have nine children? Uh, I'm not sure enough there to, is a, enough to a pay sum for on the college. earth. Let's talk about how much would you have to pay my wife to have nine children. I mean, <laughs> good on you, Mrs. Rivers. Like she's, that's that's she's a, a trooper. You're a, you are a, you are a champion. That is a full family. All right, let's move on then to next week for these Los Angeles Chargers. They need to keep the train rolling. Kansas City's coming up, but it's not quite there yet. I think they have a real serious chance to keep things rolling. The Cincinnati Bengals come visit. The Los Angeles Well, uh, you say that, but Kansas City's next, and this team fell into a trap two weeks ago. So this sure. could, could Jeff Driscoll and the Cincinnati Bengals no, trap this team? I don't think so. Looking at everything the Cincinnati Bengals have to offer, um, I you know after losing to the Denver Broncos quite handily, I think what what's more important here is staying healthy. Mm. If if the, if they can walk out of this game, no matter how tight of, I mean, we just saw the Los Angeles Rams walk out of what was a very close game until the last fourth quarter uh, against the Detroit Lions, but still managed to win. The, the stats are still there, but they're healthy, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's going to be important. If they can walk out of this game with a W, no matter no matter the margin, and be healthy, that's a victory in my book. Do you think the Chargers, if they want to make a run to that championship game, do you think they need to have a, a game at home, or can they do this all on the road? Because right now, if they end of today, they're all their games are going to be on the. I- 
I've said. I mean, I've said it before. I thought I don't think it matters for them. Um, and I, I, I mentioned I, it was. You know, I can't. I can't take full credit for it because it was Rex Ryan who made the point. And again, I don't they, like. I yeah. don't like quoting Rex Ryan and saying yeah. he made a good point. But every game is a road game for yeah. them because of the stadium that they play in. So I don't think the location is really going to matter for them. They're they're going to go into every game thinking, hey, we're going to have people. We're going to have people boon for us in the stands. Um, I, you know, uh, the, yeah, I think the Chargers win this game pretty handily. I don't think it's a trap game for them. It's, the Bengals are, you know, kind of done with their season at this point. They're Jeff, terrible, Jeff Driscoll's not not going to lead them to a victory. Do you guys know that Keenan Allen doesn't have a thousand yards yet this season? It's wild to think about, isn't it? With all the balls that he catches, he's at nine ninety six. So he'll break it in oh, this yeah. next. He'll break it in this next game. And hey, if Melvin Gordon comes back, which word on the street is there's a possibility oh, that he could be ass. back no. for this game. I hope that I agree with you. I hope they rest him. I hope they don't put yeah. him back in. But I did see rumblings I, today uh, that they were talking about bringing him back. He hey, he's one hundred ninety eight yards away from a thousand. It could be a good defense for him to go off on if they do decide to put him back in. I got an inkling of a feeling that Melvin Gordon doesn't come back until, until wild the postseason. Card weekend. And that's that, that would be as a Chargers fan, that'd be fine with me. If they find something, you know, not world breaker, but if they find something meaningful with Justin Jackson, this young kid, let him run his legs off in December. Because again, if you don't think you need to be home to win these games, why not steal a wild card berth? Because you're already going to make it. Yeah. And then Melvin Gordon comes back for the real deal, fully healthy, I'd fully hate, aware. I'd hate for them to start kicking the dust off his wheels in, in the wild. In the card. wild card, yeah, I that, agree with that. Yeah. All right, so let's move on now to the weekly pick'em section where the world only gets tighter. Left coasters. Okay, folks, the weekly pick'em section. It's how we end every Thursday. It's how we end every week. We've been picking these games since the beginning, and only three games separate the three hosts of the Left Coasters podcast. Brian, you won the week last week, 11-5. and five. You did exactly what you needed to do. The two-time defending champion of this Pick'em Challenge now sits at 112 wins and 78 losses. So 112 wins for Brian. Myself, I had my first non-winning week of the season. I went 8-8, eight and eight, and I am 114 wins and 76. Two games, I had a Brian. Dangles. Nine and seven, taking a one-game lead at 115 wins, 75 losses. So to reiterate, 112 for Brian, 114 for Tony, 115 for Dangles. We all picked the L.A. Rams. We all picked the L.A. Chargers. There are 14 more games to pick for this week. It could be a lot of moving, a lot of shaking. Brian, start us off Thursday night. We've got a matchup with the Jacksonville Jaguars, four and eight, versus the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee at six and six. Well, I have no idea where to go with yeah, this one. Yeah, <laughs> this is really tough. After the, after the Jaguars blanked the, the Indianapolis Colts this yeah, past week. Yeah, what a week, weird game. Who, who yeah, the, the, one of the hottest offenses in the NFL can't seem to find the end zone Zero. against the Jacksonville team that seemed to be falling apart at the seams, having the wheels come off With TJ Yeldon and Cody Kessler. I mean, granted, they only scored six themselves, but that defense, man. Uh, so is Jacksonville going to play spoiler, or was that their Super Bowl? Like, is Jacksonville just going to go like, you know what, we're going to punch people in the mouth, we're angry, or you know, is that this, just one this, game? This Jaguars team is a little harder to read than So is than, Tennessee. Than I don't know who's going to show up. In years past. I'll, I honestly, I'll break, honestly I'll break don't it. know. I'll break the ice. I'm going to pick Tennessee. I think Tennessee, uh, while they are enigmatic, uh, they did beat the Jacksonville Jaguars earlier in the season in September. Uh to a whopping score of nine to six. Big game. Big game. Big big take big, the over. You know, big big scoring yeah, on that one. I, so. uh, I I agree with you, Brian. Only because this game is in Tennessee, right? Yes. So yeah, I'm picking I, the home I team on Thursday. I, I think so. The the Jaguars typically have struggled with the Titans, especially when they play them at Nissan. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Tennessee. Good. I'm I'm happy that no one will lose a spot due to that bullshit game. Let's move on. Uh, the start of the Sunday games. Now we've got the New 
York Jets, who are three and nine, at the Buffalo Bills, who are four and eight. I got a question. Buffalo, well, give me Buffalo. Well, bu- <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo just lost to Miami, so give you can't Buffalo. really give me Buffalo. Yeah, but I have, I have one question. Uh, is Sam Darnold going to play again this year? No. He's no, done. no, I'd sit him. He's yeah, he's They've he's got his. I think we've I think we talked about this last week. He's so you've he went seen he, what's there? he went out there. He did his thing. We huh. know we've got somebody who can who can who can throw the ball. He's going to be the quarterback of the future for us. He's got the he's got the stuff we want. Let's sit him. Let's let the vet play the rest of the season. It doesn't yep. matter if he gets decapitated or anything like that. <laughs> who cares? It's, he's thirty eight or thirty nine or however so, the fuck old he is. Where is this game? In Buffalo. This is tough because I think the Jets played really hard this past this week. This shit's going to be cold. Oh, it's going to be cold. It's probably going to be snowing. It's going to be a, a – talk about a 9-6 to six game. This yeah. has the makings of a 9-6 I think, to six game. I, I really do think Buffalo wins this game. The Jets have no run game to speak of. Their passing game stinks. Their defense is the only thing that's even sort of good, and that's not even that good. I, I think the Bills win this game at home in front of what will be, I'm sure, a – I mean, the more – the colder it is, they remember, the colder it is and the more potential for snow that there is, the more raucous that new era field crowd is like the colder and shittier the weather is the more the buffalo fans come out for it this is going to be a game in december against an afc east rival they're going to be out there throwing snowballs and bills all the way circle them wagons all right i mean you convinced me dangles i was likely going with the jets here but i'm going to go with buffalo i'm going buffalo too because they beat them 41 to 10 the last time they met. A true month, true less than that was matt barkley though yeah well i also think josh allen we, let's talk about that young man for a second. Josh Allen it had a great game he against the well. Miami. Like, he played good, well. I'm very happy that young man is finding his. He's his, doing it with his legs a lot. The, he had he like, he he had like 90 some too. odd rushing yards, I think, this past week. He he had had himself quite a day. It's good for a guy who who is talked frequently about for his cannon of an arm. It's good to see that he can. He's got another. Uh, he's got another uh, uh, weapon in his legs. As I'm well. proud of that young Josh man. Allen. Uh, next game we have the New York Giants. Mm. The New York Giants mm-hmm. four and eight. At the Washington Redskins, six and six. I think the Giants win this game. I think the Giants oh, win this 100% game. Hundred percent, the Giants. I mean, Mark Sanchez. with Mark Sanchez, Mark butt fumbles Sanchez uh, under center for the Redskins. I don't think the Giants are in a position right now where they're settled at the at the record they're at. Uh, win-wise, uh, and and are and are ready for a top ten or at least a top five draft pick. I think I think they're they're bound to win a couple more games. I think they're a better team than their record. I think they've got to even out a little bit, and I think it's against this uh, Washington Redskins. If it was Colt McCoy, I might think about it, but I mean Sanchez is not going to win a game. No, he no. looked well, and all they've got left on offense really to lean on is Adrian Peterson. Like this is a running team. Who had the longest rush of his career Nine, on Monday? And I yards. think he, uh, yeah, I think he was the oldest NFL player to rush for ninety yards as well. He never did that at Oklahoma, I heard. He, I was listening to on the broadcast, uh-huh. Joe Tessitore. That was the, his full career. So he never ran for 90 yards at Oklahoma. He never did it in the pros with wow. Minnesota. That was the first wow. time he'd ever done that. So good for you, AP. Gotcha. All right. Well, we're all in agreement there. Next, we've got the New Orleans Saints, who are 10-2 and two at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 5-7. and seven. Who won the last matchup? Week one. It was the, it was the first loss for the 48, season. 48-40. It kicked me out of my survivor pool. You I, ever play those survivor yeah, pools oh, yeah, where you yeah. pick one team that a week to win out? That sucks the first week. Well, first I, week just I, lost, I just lost out of mine this past week. I was I was really bummed out about I that loved after to keep playing. quite a long season. Uh, this game is in? Tampa Bay. It's okay. in Tampa. I'm still picking the Saints. after, a, and They need a bounce-back win after, A, they lost to, to this team by a touchdown the, the last time they played. B, they just got uh, beaten on national television by the Dallas goddamn Cowboys. I, I, I think Drew Brees is mad after what happened last game. I think the whole team is mad. They couldn't get anything going on offense. Uh, and I think the Buccaneers are going to be the recipients of their anger. Uh, I think Tampa Bay still thinks they have a shot at the playoffs. 
They do. I think Tampa Bay. I watched that game New against Orleans Carolina. Saw, though. That place was fucking rocking. I'm that not... place was fucking rocking. If you get momentum on your side in this game, I think Tampa Bay has the offense to do just enough to keep up and steal an upset here. The question is, and again, we got Drew Brees playing on the road outside. He's not a he's a dome quarterback. He's the best quarterback in the world, but he's had a couple of 140 yard games. And uh, Tampa Bay, I don't know. Their defense stinks, but that offense has the firepower. Is this? I guess just rocking. ask yourself: Is this the one you want to go with? No, I'm picking New Orleans. Yeah. I'm picking New Orleans as well. I'm not putting my just, record on that. Just saying, I'm not. I'll tell you this: I'm not betting on New Orleans this Sunday. No, I wouldn't either. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, next, we've got the New England Patriots visiting the Miami Dolphins. Here we are, gentlemen. We have reached. That game, that game, that game, that game, that seems like it's going to be an easy one and the Patriots should walk out of Hard Rock Stadium with no problem at all and another W under their belts, except that Tom Brady can't fucking win in Miami for some reason. I'm making the Dolphins this week to win this game because they continually beat the Patriots when they play in Miami. The last game they played was December 11th, 2017. They lost to the Miami Dolphins 27-20. I know. They always lose. They always lose this last game. It's always like this. It's heading down the stretch. It's in December or November, and it's the Patriots are already in the playoffs, and, and, and there's nothing anybody can say about it, and I always pick the Pats to win this game, and they always screw me over. I'm picking I'm, – if, you, if you're picking the Miami Dolphins, I'm gladly taking the New England Patriots. I am Go gladly for it. taking the New England Patriots. Yeah. This Miami Dolphins, I understand what you're saying. It's uh, New England always plays in Miami. You would tough, make the blah, same blah, blah, argument blah, blah, blah. if this were the Packers. I know you would. Sure. Miami stinks this year. That six and six record is mirage. The Patriots' defense stinks. It's a mirage. I think. Uh, I also think Tom Brady is ready to crack that egg that you're kind of talking about. I hope he is. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. I want to be. I. I would like to be sure. coming back here and say yes. The Patriots won. Uh, they don't need another loss on their record. Nine and three is fine. They're going to win the division. Everything. You know. Whatever. I don't. That, that, that's that's well, that's all you, well and good. You want to host at some this playoff point. Games. I do want to host some playoff games. I do want them to continue on the road to the bye. This is just a game that they frequently lose. They struggle to play the Dolphins in Miami. I'm not sure what it is, and I don't know that that's going to be any different this year, especially with. The defense that is beatable. If you get a good day, you can beat them deep. They have some deep threats on that team. You know, it's a weird quirk of uh, the New England schedule this year. They're, they're, they end the season uh, at Miami, at Pittsburgh, home Buffalo, home Jets. You know how they ended last season? At Miami, at Pittsburgh, home Buffalo, home Jets. Isn't that weird? That's a funny right. scheduling. So uh, that's office. the first difference so far on the weekly pick them. It's the first time Miami. I have not chosen the Patriots to win this year. Oh, good for you. Well, good for you, Dan. All right. Well, well, we'll reap the benefit of that, hopefully. Uh, next, we've got the Baltimore Ravens, 7-5 and five against the Kansas City Chiefs, 10-2. and two. I think this has the the uh, potential to be a deceptively Ooh, good game. Yeah. Oh, I think 100%. I don't think people are going to think that the Ravens are going to be able to hang with the Chiefs coming into this game, and I would not be surprised if there's eight minutes left in the fourth quarter and we're talking about whoever has the football last might win this game. Uh, I'm picking Kansas City. I still am picking because, Kansas City because Lamar Jackson. Uh, uh, or whoever the hell starts. I'm not sure who's starting, I I, guess. I like Lamar Jackson. I think he's a solid player. The problem is Kansas City's defense – I, I know they're bad all over the place, but I would much rather attack them passing the ball than running the ball. I think Kansas City is going to play enough, and it's just going to be a too long of a game. 
for Kansas City to not score enough points on this Baltimore team. I don't think Lamar Jackson can keep up. Yeah, to your point, there's a fun stat. Lamar Jackson has the most rushing yards by QB in his first three NFL starts since the 1970 merger, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's going to stop because I still think he's an inexperienced quarterback who's still learning a a modified playbook. Oh, yeah, he's going to make some plays. He's going to make some plays, but he's going to make mistakes and or he's going to just be good at rushing the ball and and that's going to take so much time off the clock which i think kansas city is happily uh willing to do but kansas city is going to score two minute drives uh baltimore is going to try to do 10 minute drives you know what i mean yeah but the good news is for the baltimore ravens they do have the number one defense and they could make kansas city pay if they get behind early and they run the clock i completely agree i think this i think the name of the game for the baltimore ravens is rope-a-dope oh absolutely it's absolutely it's make them hit you make them punch you and hang around and just be there and and that and and i i absolutely agree i'm I, i'm picking I, as i said i'm picking kansas city i also think this is a a game to watch mahomes because mahomes now lost kareem hunt and he beat he beat oakland which was is a, is a cupcake now you're playing the number one defense in the world and it's really all on your shoulders now you are running this team and you're a young guy so i'm interested to see how he uh, deals I, with this adversity i'm gonna pick kansas city because i don't i'm not gonna go on a limb for lamar jackson it's just i don't feel great about that the yeah Eagles. and it's well I'm, I'm picking kansas city as well it's a it's a home game it's gonna be tough for uh lamar jackson a young kid to come into that environment uh arrowhead's one of the loudest stadiums in in the nfl and and win there all right well, so we've gone through half the schedule already only one difference so far dangles with miami next we've got the indianapolis colts at the houston texans i have no idea what happened to andy we talked about it earlier i have no fucking clue what weird, happened. weird weird uh, and houston just keeps winning houston does not stop winning and i don't understand it either because they're playing i mean the browns stunk but the, the Houston, I don't think Houston's that good, are they? Am the, the, I wrong? The thing, Their defense is better oh. than you think, and Lamar Miller has been, over the last several games, he's racked up 100 yards on a number of occasions. He continues to find the end zone. That was the problem with the Texans at the start of the season. Their run game was non-existent. Yeah. Lamar Miller couldn't get it going on the ground, and it didn't really leave much room for Deshaun Watson in the passing game. De- DeAndre Hopkins had to shoulder everything. Yeah. Now he can, lean on, he can lean on Lamar Miller. It opens up the play fake for him. It opens up him rolling out and, and and being able to, to make plays with his legs. And, of course, it opens up uh, 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 DeAndre Hopkins, and now we've seen Demarius Thomas get a little bit more involved uh, in that offense as well. I think they're a deceptively good team, uh, and I'm picking them to win this against the Colts, Houston. coming off a bad loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, the Texans are going to keep on rolling nine in a row, I think, after this week. That'd be insane. I think Houston's going to win this game, and I think it has a lot to do with Demarius Thomas. Uh, being able to make this team multifaceted, uh, I've had DeAndre Hopkins on my on my fantasy team f- forever, and he's been a stud. But recently, what's funny is you look at his stat line; he's still getting the many targets, but Demarius Thomas is now that guy who's the number two, but he's like a one one B receiver now on this offense, and he's taken he's taken plays away from uh, the third and fourth receiver. It's very hard. It's very hard. To, to be a guy who doesn't know the playbook, come into this this locker room and all of a sudden become a number one receiver. And I think that's the dynamic that's making teams their life hell, their their life hell, and making the, the pressure on the defense better. So I think the defense has gotten better as a function of their offense. I, so uh, that's why I'm picking the Houston Texans. I, I, I th- This is a tough one for me because I think even more that uh, with the Thursday night result, there's a chance that Houston could be in clinching scenario in this oh, game yeah. on Sunday. Uh, At home. I just think Indy 
cannot lose another game if they want to make the playoffs, and I think they're going to be a little bit hungrier, and I think that offense is good enough to make the defense work for Indy. I think I'm picking the Indianapolis Colts is where I'm going to take a shot to go different than you two, and I'm picking Indy. Go, go for Andrew it. Luck. That's a, that's a good pick. All right, let's move on. It's a good limb. Uh, next, we've got the Atlanta Falcons, who are statistically the worst record team in the a- in the NFC South. Wow. NFC South wow. worst last place. Playing? Atlanta Falcons against the Green Bay Packers who are 4-7 and 1 who are a smidge better than the Detroit Lions in their record ranking. Uh, I'm going to pick Green Bay just cuz it's my go-to where they fire the head coach the next week they're going to win a game. I'm picking Green Bay. But uh, I'm interested to see what you two have to say cuz I don't I, anything could happen in this game. These two teams talk about a, a oh, disappointing man. season for both of them. You can tell you know that when they scheduled this game at the end of the season many of the the, the broad Broadcasters oh, circled this this game as being this the is, exciting one. This is one. the one that they were going to flex. This is, they, they were going to flex this hard, but unfortunately, it did not come about. Oh man, this one's a uh, this so, one. Uh, while you guys are thinking, we talked on the Tuesday show about potential uh, head coaching vacancies and how sexy they would be. Atlanta, if they fire Quinn, that'd be a nice little team to look at. They've already come out and said that it's not Quinn. Yeah, I don't, sure. I don't, I don't think that they're going to do that two years removed from a Super Bowl. No, run. I think they'll keep Quinn. I think at they least still have one more year. I think they still have a little faith in, okay. in him to to win. Um, so who are you picking? I'm picking Green Ooh, Bay yeah. because I still think Atlanta is suffering hardcore from their injuries. They still have not been able to get a lot of their starting defensive members I will, back. I will say, every time I said this last week and it proved to be true, every time Atlanta plays Green Bay, Julio Jones has a million yards. And he's probably going to have another million yards, but you said this last week against for Larry Fitzgerald, and he didn't. He played well against He played us. well, but he did not. He did Josh, not. I mean, percentage-wise of Josh Rosen yards, Larry Fitzgerald had most of them. Sure, and I, <laughs> and I, and I think, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta wins. I would be more surprised if Julio Jones has 300 yards receiving and, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't match that. Yeah. Uh, and, dangles. Uh, yeah, I, Atlanta's rushing offense is 32nd in the NFL. And Aaron I think Jones the, has I done think, it a lot better. I think better. the Packers are a team that you need to beat on the ground. I like the talent in their, in their young secondary. They're young, but they're fast and they're athletic, uh, and their linebackers are not very good. And I've said before, I don't I don't, I don't think very highly of the, the Packers' front seven. So, um, I, yeah, I think this is a game you need to beat them on the ground. Be, how, you, how you beat them is on the ground, and I don't think Atlanta's going to do that. I like the Packers. Win this. We, we're, we're long on time here, so I'm not going to debate you on my front seven. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, next we've got the Carolina Panthers, 6-6, six and six, coming off a weird loss. Coming off four of them. Weird four loss. Four of them. This one was the this weird is a team. This me. is a team that is, seems to be doing everything in its power not to make the playoffs. When we they did, have held their destiny in their hands now for when, several weeks. When we did the November Friskies not yeah. four weeks ago, yeah, we, had a we, didn't, we didn't include Carolina in it because we said, you know what, Carolina's making it. They're, they're not frisky. They're just good. Now they're six and six, and they may not make the playoffs. And they're now up against the Cleveland Browns, who are four seven and one, coming off a very tough loss against the Houston Texans, where Baker oh, Mayfield got this is a tough one. got made to look like a rookie quarterback. This is a uh, tough one. And, and looked bad. But I keep saying, I feel like it's I'm a broken record every week. I'm like, Panthers gonna win this week. They gotta bounce back. Yeah. They're mad yeah, about exactly. they're I mad about last do. week. They're gonna. I mean, well, you know, I Ca- think Cam Newton I missed so many goddamn easy ass throws. Oh, I think I've, Cam Newton. His accuracy is garbage. I was amazed. And it wasn't even like hand in his face. It wasn't a broken down pocket. It was him just stepping into a throw and overthrowing someone. I was, I I have no idea I, how that team works out. We talked, you just mentioned about Indianapolis. This is a must win. Uh, I think Carol- oh, Carolina must win. I yeah. think Carolina is in panic mode. And I think, I think 
they have what it takes to to hand the Cleveland Browns a big loss in Christian McCaffrey, and I think that they do it this week. Because I just don't imagine, I just don't imagine a world where next week we're not talking about them in some way, shape, or form right. in that wild card. I just, be. I can't, I, I can't uh, see them not being in. I, that. I'm picking Carolina as well because I am done betting on the Browns. I, I think they've won their Super Bowl against those Cincinnati Bengals. They might win a few more games, but I'm done trying. to I put think money they're on them. a four-win team. I think, I think Carolina has a chance. Dangles, you're going to go different. Are you going to go with the Panthers? No, I'm going with the Panthers. I think this is four more wins and one more tie than any Browns fan expected this season to turn out for. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, kudos on them for that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, the Panthers, The Panthers. yeah, they have. They must win this game. I think they know that. Uh, but they can't overlook this Browns team because, look, the, the Panthers' offense is, is kind of they've, – they've made their sort of, you know – They've made their money on being kind of cutesy in some of these, you know, sweeps and using DJ Moore and Curtis yeah. Samuel a lot. I think teams have kind of figured that out and seen enough tape on them where they can, they were that that di- what was once a dynamic offense that was hard to stop has now just become one note. And I think I think they need to come out and just just play football. Sometimes you need you don't need the cutesy stuff. Sometimes you just need to run and then pass and then score. <laughs> like it's very simple. <laughs> Going with the Panthers. Seriously, but you know what I mean, though, right? Like, sometimes might, you need to take the frills off. I might take that out and use that. You just need to run and pass and score. Well, I know that was a very, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, John Madden type thing to say where it's stating the obvious. But seriously, like, sometimes you don't need to be cute. Sometimes you don't need to run true. the jet sweep. Sometimes you don't need to line up your, your wide receiver in the backfield. Sometimes you just need to play football. Yep. All right. I love it. That was awesome. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, next, we've got the start of the afternoon games. That's the Denver Broncos. All those games are in the morning? Yes, Jesus. sir. Six and six, Denver Broncos visiting the San Francisco 49ers, who are two and ten. Denver Broncos officially feisty, and they have the easiest schedule out of all those six and six they AFC teams. They certainly do. Uh, I- I'm picking Denver to win this, you guys. Denver. Yeah, you don't th- yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, you don't I, think San Fran throws think, a wrench? No, I, I mean, think I think th- they could. But third, I think I, this is a three in a row situation for the Denver Broncos, and and they are officially a team. I'm thankful I did not kill them. And I, I, I don't even know what the status yeah, of their. Too. I'm not sure what the status of their best offensive player is. I feel like he's in and out every week, Matt Breida. So yeah, if he yeah. does, and if he doesn't start, there's no chance. So you got Denver? Yeah. Okay. Next, we've got the middle afternoon games. We've got the Detroit Lions at four and eight visiting the Arizona Cardinals. At three and nine, uh, this Yikes. game is big for our pick'em because it is. this game doesn't matter on the NFL scale. Both these teams stink, but give me uh, Detroit. Give me Detroit. Okay, you guys both have Detroit going to Arizona. Yes, to beat the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. What Detroit team? Since Take the Arizona. New, hold on. What Detroit team since the New England game has shown up to make you think they can win on the road? Take Arizona. I'm, I'm asking. I, I I don't have any faith in the Detroit Lions, but I do have faith. Yeah, in I don't have any faith Arizona in either Cardinals. teams. I, either of these teams to win this football game. The Arizona game. Cardinals statistically rank 32nd and or 31st in every major category yeah. except defense. And currently, the Detroit Lions are capable of beating teams that are somewhat okay. Yeah. I have more faith in the Detroit Lions to show up and at least put a better face on against the Arizona Cardinals. If the Detroit Lions lose, will I be utterly shocked and surprised? No, of course not. But the Detroit Lions are a better team at 4-8, and eight, and I think this is the arena— this is from a Detroit Lions fans, people. The Detroit Lions are good for getting a better record at the end of the year than they deserve. Than they deserve, yeah. and they and they and they get a shitty draft pick. This is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Uh, I think I'm picking Arizona. Go I, for uh, it. I just think the home team and that defense. That Chandler Jones is going to have three sacks. 
you know, uh, he is more sacks for than all anybody the, in the past. If sacks were points, then you know we might be talking I'm about something saying, here. Dude, but sacks don't. You have to remember, that Patrick Peterson can cover Kenny no. Galladay. Like Matt Stafford's not going to make plays to win a game. He hasn't done it all year. And that offense uh, against Detroit's defense, the, uh, I, I think uh, you forget. Uh, what's his name? David Johnson's going to be just fine. You forget the L.A. Rams were only winning that game, sure. sixteen to thirteen, with eight minutes left 100%. in the fourth quarter. That was in Detroit, and then Detroit lost it. Then Detroit had to go home after playing probably their hardest half of the year, and they lost by two touchdowns. But Detroit now still they have to travel to across the country to play a team coming off a huge win in Green. I don't know. I like I like Arizona. Okay, Arizona it is. Uh, next, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers, seven four and one, going Huge loss. going over to the Oakland Raiders at two and ten. Well, never mind. Doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if, I, if it were anybody else, I might give them a look. But I just the, no. the Raiders are so terrible I'm this year. I'm not putting my the name Steelers. on the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Steelers all the way. Next, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles at Big the time win on Dallas Monday. Cowboys. Uh, Eagles Ooh, are six and six. Fun game. Always this a fun is a game. Good Cowboys. Game. Cowboys are seven and five. And let's remind our listeners that the last time these teams played a month ago, the Dallas Cowboys won 27-20. And this game is in. It is in Dallas. Okay. This will be the this will be the game on the big TV at the Dangles household this uh, oh, this, sun, sure. this Sunday. Uh, this is uh, the white football. elephant game. We will have we will have this game on while the Lions and Cardinals and Steelers and Raiders <laughs> are, are are duking it out for who stinks less on the other two televisions. Oh, this is tough. Uh, uh, Dallas just won the biggest game of their season. Huge. Uh, and they have huge a huge win against the New Orleans Saints. Four extra days of rest because P- uh, Philly Philly played on Monday, but Philly again did exactly what they needed to do. These two teams are they're right there neck and neck, seven and five and six and six at the top of the field. Philly, the former Super Bowl champion, probably has a better team on paper, but that Dallas defense, those young kids have just grown up so fucking fast. Those middle linebackers for them are unde- undeniably great. And then uh, Demarcus Lawrence and David Irving and uh, uh, what's the other kid's name coming off the side there? It's an awesome, awesome team. But yeah, I, I think uh, this is tough. Uh, 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 ooh, I'm gonna punt here. What do you guys think? I don't know where to go because Philly, uh, Philly turned it on against Washington. Give me Dallas. I'll take Dallas yeah, here. They're home. I think I'm probably. Uh, taking them too. I think Zeke has a big day against a, a, a hurt Philadelphia Eagles team. Uh, yeah, Carson Wentz has kind of been erratic this year. He's good. He had a couple of really not, bad throws against Washington. Yeah, yeah, but he's had great games too. So it's 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 just really hard to put your finger on this Philadelphia Eagles team. And the Dallas Cowboys are hot right now. They seem to believe in themselves. This, and and they, uh, you know, yeah, I will yeah. say. Go this, Dallas. This is the game we talked about with the Chargers. This is the game that Dallas loses. This is the game where everybody now thinks Jerry Jones has a team that could compete. And they lose. And then yeah, Jason just Garrett just true. fucking pulls his pants down and moons the whole world. <laughs> this is the game where Dallas loses. I'm picking Dallas as well, but I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong. Brian, you going to be different? No, I'm not, because the thing that the Philadelphia Eagles are lacking that is clearly going to be in the favor of the Dallas Cowboys, and that is a rushing attack. The Philadelphia Eagles have lacked a rushing attack for this entire season, and if you are a one-dimensional offense, the Dallas Cowboys eat your lunch. Mm -hmm. Eat your lunch. Mm -hmm. The question will be, will Dak Prescott hand the ball over one too many times and make too many erratic plays, Mm. or will he play within his his lane and continue to give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott or or, or making wonderful passes off of play action? If they they can do that, they win this game, and I think they do that in Jerry Land. All right, let's go to Monday. Monday. Sunday night's Rams-Bears, Correct. Oh, yes, man, that's fun. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be the game. I'll be another I one that'll see. be on the main TV at the Dangles house while, while we're playing Munchkin. While we're playing Munchkin, very <laughs> nice. Uh, next, we've got the uh, Monday night game: mm. Minnesota Vikings six, five, and one. Mm. 
at the upstart Seattle Seahawks Big in game. Seattle this at 7-5. Huge game. <sighs> wow. I'm not voting against the Seattle Seahawks. I, I, I will say if the season ended today, this is such an interesting Monday night game. Monday night's getting really lucky. They don't get to flex these games. They have to guess on what's going to be a good game at the beginning of the season. These two teams, if the season ended today, are the fifth and sixth seed in the NFC. So these are the two wild card teams. This is a huge game because they're both standing on a fucking balance beam right now, and they're looking each other square in the eye, and one of them is going to get kicked back down the mountain to the rest of the drubs. One of them is going to lose their standing right now, and this game is huge, huge when it comes down to it. Minnesota played fairly well against New England, and uh, Seattle just keeps on winning games. This is in... Seattle. In Seattle. Seattle. This is tough. This is tough. On uh, Monday night. I'm going to go against uh, uh, Minnesota because I don't believe in Kirk Cousins is the real deal. I will say I think this is a very competitive game. And again, both of these teams are going to come in needing a win here. I'm picking Seattle, though. I'm picking Seattle as well. And I think Tyler Lockett and those wide receivers have a really great opportunity to put some points on the board. The one thing Minnesota does really well, though, is they stop the run. And that's Seattle's bread and butter. Well, that may be true, but I think that's what opens the door for somebody like Tyler Lockett because what they also have done really well in the last four games, the Seattle Seahawks have dispersed that ball like yeah. L- like yeah. no other uh, in the last couple of weeks. The only team I, I personally think that, that that has done a better job at, at, at getting the ball around their, to their offensive playmakers in the last couple of weeks is Houston. And I think the Seattle Seahawks have made hay with what they've got in that locker room. I will say uh, uh, you deserve apologies because you picked Seattle to be in this exact spot three weeks ago while me and Dangles were killing them and making fun of I you. You were that. spot on on Seattle. I appreciate they that. They have figured it out. It's all because of Russell Wilson. And, and for whatever reason, people... Pete Carroll. You may not like him as a play caller. You may not like him as a as a, as a figurehead. I, I love him as a play caller. I wanted him fired. I think he six makes great. That's I what think I'm, he makes great play calls in tough situations. But there are a lot of people who don't like his play <laughs> calling because of the fact the fact that he puts he puts often a guy. They, he often puts the ball in the hands of a guy who 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 who's never been in that position. You know, we we know the history, especially in the big games. Uh, I just think that that Pete Carroll has shown that he is worthwhile at the end of the season to get the better of good teams yeah. and, 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 and teams lower in, in, in stature. I think the Seattle Seahawks just have more going for them right now. This, uh, I mean, arguably, if we're looking at this season sort of in a nutshell and you're looking at Pete Carroll's career, uh, I'd be hard-pressed to find a season of NFL coaching that he's done a better job than this one right here. They, this is it. I was talking about chaos in the first few weeks of this season with the Earl Thomas situation and all the defensive players leaving the Legion of Boom is gone. And he said, you know what, right in the ship, Looking forward, we're seven and five. We have one of the best quarterbacks in the world. We're going to be in the playoffs again because I know how to do this. And he's right. He's got very fucking Aaron, right. This is very Aaron Rodgers like. This is very Tom Brady like. Don't, don't, don't com- I'm 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 complimenting my least favorite team enough. Please don't compare them to Aaron Rodgers. Me and Brian pick Seattle. Dangles. What do we got? Dance? Are you going to go different? Yes. I am. I'm taking yes, Minnesota. I'm taking wow. Minnesota to Make win your this case. one. Make your case. Uh, well, I think this. I think the, the Vikings line up. I think the Vikings realize also the importance of this game. The Bears playing a very very difficult Rams team. I think they probably figured the Bears are going to suffer a loss here. So that puts the Bears at 8-5. and five. That puts uh, the Vikings, assuming that they win this game, uh, that would put them at 7-5-1. and one. And these two teams play each other, the Vikings and the Bears, in the very last week of the season. I think that the Vikings are looking ahead. They're seeing coming uh, coming down to potentially the NFC North, coming down to that last game. They so you're, know. You're, you think you they like the Vikings know, enough to steal an NFC North They bit. know that they need to win here. I, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that they're going to do 
do that. They're gonna yeah. make it I'm just saying they're going to make it interesting. They're going to set up for it, and it wouldn't shock me at all if we're sitting here with Week 17 going, the Vikings and the Bears are playing to decide who wins the NFC yeah, North. That's the last game you know of, what the, I mean? of the season. It's the yeah. last game of the season between those two. So pick. I think, I think Minnesota is, is playing the long con here, and uh, I think they win this game because so of that. that ends the weekly pick'em. Uh, we have four games. Four games where we differ at all. There's a lot of the same same picks here, but four games where we differ at all. Dangles is alone on two of them. I am alone on two of them. Brian is not alone at all. So Brian's going to catch up to somebody most likely here. Dangles on his alone picks are Miami and Minnesota. My alone picks are Indy and Arizona. <laughs> fucking Zona. And that is it for the Left Coasters Pick'em. That is it for week 14. Just kidding. Week 14 of the Left Coasters podcast. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Brian the Ballerina, Balzarini. Very happy to be doing the podcast. The first podcast week where Mike McCarthy doesn't have a job. Oh, I'm going to be smiling ear to ear. Christmas came early for Old Tone. It was exactly what I wanted. Thank you for listening, Santa. And finally, Ram Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on.